0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is December 18th. It's 2019 and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Uh, not too bad. Not great. Winning money, but I think my one of my computers just died, um, literally as I signed onto this podcast. So we got delayed by five minutes, but I think I'm winning enough my to buy a new one. So it can't be all bad.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you saw my tweet. We were eating dinner as a family tonight, and I totally forgot to change my lineups. Um, didn't update it from last night's podcast. And um, it's going to be a really good night because I faded LeBron. So um.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you did the smart thing tonight, you were, got crushed. If you didn't do the smart thing tonight, you crushed.
0: Yeah. Well, like my team's at 301 points and it has bridges still going. So we'll see how it, you know, kind of plays out. But uh anyway, if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Uh, love what they're doing over there. Rake free DFS. If you don't want to play rake and you want to play rake free DFS, make sure you're heading over there checking them out. They got a fifteen thousand dollar nba pick and roll up for tonight's uh, NBA slate. It's a really interesting slate. We have a lot of the injury news the night before um i don't we don't see a lot of vegas odds but you know we'll have to just kind of just guess on that so let's get started here we start with chicago at washington auto porter is still out for chicago and on the washington side bryant McRae, miles and wagner are out and hatchamara is out as well so um what are we looking at here when we're looking at chicago
1: I mean, in Chicago, it's the main suspects here. I mean, obviously, Levine, perfect spot for him. Obviously, fast-paced game where he's probably going to play 35 minutes, shoot 25 to 30 times in this type of game. He's an absolute smash spot. The problem is that he's probably priced um, close to where he should be. I still think he offers some value on the slate, but up over 8K is never something I really want to pay for Levine, but he's been paying it off great recently. So I have no problem going up against – with him going up against the Wizards. Carter Jr., obviously Washington fast pace and one of the worst rebounding teams in the entire league. If he gets the minutes, if he doesn't get into foul trouble, which, like, with all the big guys out, I have to assume that Carter just crushes here. Um, I know that people looking at box scores are not going to think he's going to do too much, but last two games, 38 minutes, 36 minutes, not easy matchups going up against the Clippers, going up against OKC. Now he gets a spot versus Washington with... Mahimi and that's pretty much it and they don't even want to play Mahimi for that many minutes and they're not playing for much so or anything so they have no reason to so Carter is in a great spot and marking in Markkinen, uh recently 36 40 minutes in the last two games there I think one went to overtime but still like he's the guy that can in this type of matchup end up putting up like 10 15 shots from behind the arc here is 5900 he has legit 45 50 point upside here I don't think a lot of people play him. No one wants to trust him, but the minutes have absolutely been there recently. And is like two games before that, Charlotte he got into foul trouble. Atlanta was just complete and total blowout. But he's been playing mid thirties, and so a spot like this where one they're not very good at rebounding, for two they're not very good at defense, and for three the pace is going to be all the way up there. Marketing's is one of my favorite GPP plays on the entire slate because people still won't want to go there. Outside of that, Dunn's probably still cheap enough to go with him. Um, sitting at five K, considering what he can do um against this team, it's fine. But like the main guy I really want here is Markinen and if I'm spending up a bit, Levine.
0: Yeah, you have to like Zach Levine in this spot, you know, pace up spot, bad defense. So Zach Levine, even though he got a price increase here to eighty one hundred, um, he's gone for at least forty three fantasy points in four of the last five games. So He's a guy that could easily get you 5X here, 6X, with the potential of 7X. So, I, I like Levine a lot in this spot. Um, I don't mind the marketing call at 5,900. Sanarinsky and Dunn, you know, with these guys both starting now, in this rotation, they're, they're going to get 30 minutes um, in a matchup against Washington. So, I don't mind those guys just because they're cheap. Um, but outside of that, I don't really have any interest in any of these guys off the bench. Um, you know, Kobe White hasn't been playing a ton valentine's back you know he's not he's not been playing a ton either um or you know he's not back but he's he's just he's in the rotation enough that he's kind of hurting all these other guys like thaddeus young and and um so and white so uh, for me it's just really it's zach levine and like i said a little bit of interest in marketing a little bit interest in window carter jr and a little bit of interest in dunn and sanarinsky really looking at the starters here on the chicago side On the Washington side of things, you know, I think Bertan's going to have to play a ton of minutes in this game just because of the injuries. So, at 6,500, it's a tough ask, but I think he's definitely in play. I think we see Mahimi probably play 25 minutes in tonight's game against Chicago, and I think that we see Schofield, um, another guy that probably plays 20-plus minutes here. So, I think we have some value here on the Washington side with all these injuries.
1: Yeah, I mean, just with all those injuries – Like, even if they try and go small, like, they're so depleted that they kind of have to give Mahimi, Schofield, or Schofield, and Bertans just a boatload of minutes. Um, This game could very easily just turn into a complete blowout. some reason, Chicago's done that sometimes recently. Um, But Bertans, like, he's going to be chucking. He's going to play high 30s minutes, I think, here. Like, he's a guy that you have to look at. Beal, if this game stays closed, it's probably because of Beal. He's priced about where he should be, and there's a lot of other guys in the slate where he's by no means of a necessity here, but he's still a decent play. But, yeah, Mahimi, like, are we going to see Mahimi, like, really chalky in this spot? Probably. Yeah, I have to assume, man. There's a lot of different ways that they just end up going smaller, even though it's not a great idea, and don't want to give Mahimi 25-plus minutes. So you can still play him, but if he's going to be uber Chuck, I think I'm going to fade him and hopefully they just go small with like Schofield and with Burtons.
0: Yeah, I think you you could potentially see Isaiah Thomas pick up a few extra minutes. He came back and you know shot nine for thirteen against Detroit the other night. He had a really good game um, in his first game back and. You know he's always a guy that that's interesting. Um, you know Ish Smith kind of moved to a bench role. Um, you know I don't I don't think I want to pay fifty two hundred for Ish Smith um, even though he had a really good game off the bench last game, but that was against Detroit. Very motivated in that game. You know two blocks, three steals. You know add that up, and he doesn't really have a great fantasy day if he doesn't get those defensive stats. So. um And we saw Troy Brown play a lot of second-half minutes um, when Hachimura got hurt last game. So that's another guy that you got to kind of have to consider here. So, you know, it would be interesting to see how this all kind of shapes out with all these injuries. But um, definitely looking at this game, I think it's a juicy game for fantasy. Yeah. Uh,
1: I just want to – like people who are looking at last game and what happened, just remember to keep in mind that both Griffin and Drummond were out. So they were able to go small a lot more. So it's not really indicative of what they will be doing in this game, where Market and Carter are off a little bit of size for Chicago. Um, so like I, I have very little interest in Troy Brown and less interest in Isaiah Thomas. I could be wrong here, but like I just feel like they're not gonna not gonna get the run that a lot of people expect. So kind of check on ownership, and if people are looking at that too much and looks like ownership's kind of going that way, it's a great idea to fade them.
0: All right, moving on, we got Toronto at Detroit. Van Vliet is doubtful. Stanley Johnson's still out. Drummond and Griffin are both questionable and Jackson is out. Um let's start with Detroit or let's start with Toronto here. Uh Van Vliet out. We've seen Norman Powell have some big games here with Van Vliet out, but now we're we have to probably jump off with the price increase of sixty four
1: hundred. Yeah, we've seen him put up fifty three points and thirty seven points. He shot eleven for fifteen in the last game. That's not gonna happen again. He shot 10 for 15 in the game before. That's not going to happen again. He had four steals last game. That's not going to happen again. Do not pay 6.4K for Norman Powell. It's just not a good idea. I get Van Bleed out. Like, he's been crushing, but it's just not something you want to do. Um, like, I'm I'm not going to play Powell, that price tag. It's just not worth it. And those were just complete aberrations. Uh, Lowry and Siakam, like, Van Vliet's still out. Both these guys still have big upside. <laughs> Lowry finally had a decent game there going up against Cleveland. And, like, these guys are both going to get – Siakam and Lowry are both going to get high 30s minutes here. It's just going to happen if this game ends up staying close. I'd probably be less likely to play them if Griffin and Drummond are both out just because I don't really see this game staying all that close. Um, Outside of them, I think this is a decent spot for OG. Like, people maybe going to Powell. I think OG gets overlooked here, and he still has a bunch of upside – like, he's got just as much, if not more, upside than Powell. And I know he hasn't been getting a whole lot of minutes recently, but it's been weird scenarios. So uh, I think OG's still in play. Probably not chasing Gasol and um, what he's done in the last four or six games. Um, but if Drummond is out, I think that gives him a bit of a bump here. He only got 27 minutes in the last game, but that was a blowout there. So he could keep it up um, if, Drum- if he doesn't have Drummond playing defense on him. I know drawing Drummond out to the three-point line is not great, but I think it's all still has some upside here. And If Drummond's not playing, outside of them, like probably not going to Baca, probably not going with any other ancillary guys. So it's really Siakam and Lowry. If Drummond and or and well, really just if Drummond is playing, Griffin doesn't really move the meter too much. I mean, in terms of a blowout.
0: Yeah, and I will say. Um... Drummond and Griffin are both expected to play. So okay,
1: um, Drummond was expected to play both the last two games an hour before the game. So
0: <laughs> no, I guys, get it. I I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. So
1: <laughs> I know. I, I just I, how does that guy not get glasses?
0: <sighs> who knows? Like, Who knows? But I, I also think it's like him trying to like you know tell the NBA like oh what a you know like you know who knows but. Um, For Detroit Like if Drummond and Griffin Play I really just don't have A ton of interest here like Derek Rose's price is Up to 6600 I know he's had some good games here recently But you know if you put Drummond and Griffin back Out there he's going to get you know hurt um, You know Marquis Boris don't chase that if Drummond And Griffin are back like I just I don't really have a ton Of interest in Detroit I really don't have a ton of interest In this game in general
1: yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of like these prices are still probably too cheap on a few of these guys. If Drummond and Griffin are both out, like I, I think that there is a little bit of meat on these bones with Wood, with Morris, with Brown, with Canard, with Rose. Like with both those guys out, there's just going to be a lot of usage to go around. And there's going to be a lot of minutes to go around, and they'll be playing in the high 30s in all likelihood. And like I still think Canard. Brown, Rose, even Morris and Wood both all have some upside. If both of them are in, then yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out on Griffin entirely um, drumming like cats on the slate. So I guess you can use him as a pivot. I mean, you can still get 60 points, but not the greatest play in the world. Toronto hasn't been great on rebounding, but like, I, I just like, there's a few other plays on the slate that I'd rather go with.
0: All right, moving on. we got Miami at Philadelphia as far as Miami goes. Drogic, um, Johnson, Winslow, Waiters, all still out. Um, Philly, as far as you know the injury report goes, they're good to go here. Um, what do you like here for Miami?
1: I mean, Butler and Bam are both fine. Like, we know they're upside, but this is not a great spot here. There's a few good spots on the slate. I'm not going to talk you off of playing Butler, Bam, like none. We still know what his role is. Um, with all these guys out and he can get mid high 30s minutes still like hero we know his upside off the bench like robinson if he gets hot shooting we know his upside but like realistically this is not going to be a great matchup, especially with at full strength here it's not going to be the fastest paced matchup it's not a good defensive matchup for any of these guys here so like i'm again not arguing with bam or butler but just know that's not a good spot for them. Like, no one stands off the page as a good play here. It's strictly g p darts just probably because they're going to be at low ownership.
0: You know, Butler going back to Philly, like revenge, right? Like the narrative street here. I mean, <laughs> Butler
1: has so much revenge.
0: Oh, uh, no. He has a lot of upside in this spot uh, with all these guys still out. I don't mind him. Um, I don't mind Bam. You know, I think Tyler Hero is probably still a guy that – You know, I I feel like his price is still a little low for the upside that he has if he shoots the ball well. He took 20 shots against Memphis the other night. This isn't as fast a game, um, you know, with Philly. So, I I don't hate it. But, you know, as far as Miami goes with some of these guys out, um, I'm going to continue to probably play Derek Jones Jr. even at 4,600 in this matchup. He's just been playing really consistent minutes with these guys out, and I just don't see a reason not to continue to play him. Um, you know, until he kind of disappoints if he's just going to keep doing this, like he's actively playing a massive amount of defense off the bench and, um, getting the minutes. So 4,600, I definitely like Derek Jones Jr. But, um, I'm probably not going to go too crazy here with Miami. Um, is there anybody that stands out to you here for Philly? No. Um,
1: again, they're all at full strength. It's not an easy matchup. It's a very tough defensive matchup. It's not going to be a high-paced game. Like, Embiid still offers some upside at 9,800. He offers upside in every single game. Um, but probably not getting the same upside you get with Cat. Like, I, I'll, I'll wait on ownership. Like, Embiid and Drummond are both guys that, if they're going to be very low-owned, you always take a shot on them in tournaments. But Simmons, like, with everyone in there and a tough matchup, I'm not going to play any of him. Tobias Harris at his current price tag. Like he's been paying it off recently, but there were a lot of injuries, obviously. A lot of times where guys are sitting. So if everyone's in the game, Tobias Harris is a complete cross-off for me. Horford, don't really see a huge amount of upside from him in almost any game where everyone's playing, so he's a full cross-off. Uh, Richardson, still a guy that is not going to play a ton of minutes. They're still going to limit him. So not going there. And with everyone here at full strength in a tough matchup, like Embiid's the only one with it's probably going to give you tournament upside and still it's not the most likely outcome because of the pace and the matchup
0: yeah and if cat ends up sitting i know cat has a sprained knee right now like i think Embiid becomes a little bit more interesting if we get news that cat's not going to play but you know i don't love simmons in this spot um you know harris is priced up horford's kind of right where he should be i don't really love the price there so I think, again, like the only guy that I'm kind of looking at here a little bit is Josh Richardson, but I don't even love that just because he doesn't do much. So probably going to be off of Philly outside of Embiid. Um, Charlotte at Cleveland, it's a back-to-back for Charlotte, so we'll have to kind of see what the news looks like here. Um, we know that P.J. Washington's not going to play. He had a broken finger and had surgery, so we know he's out. Um And then on the Cleveland side of things, you know, Porter is questionable, but outside of that, there's not really a lot going on here. Um, What are you looking at here when it comes to Charlotte? Probably just Graham.
1: Um, Second end of a back-to-back, like this game may or may not stay close. Uh, Like It's a decent spot here, but everyone's kind of priced where they should be. I guess Rozier has gotten a little bit of a price decrease, but – Like, that that's kind of it. We know Graham has 60-point upside in any given matchup here. Even on a back-to-back, I'm still fine with it. But I'm probably not going Biombo, probably not going Bridges, probably not going Zeller. I mean, the rebounding upside for Zeller and Biombo is not good. Minutes, obviously, are in question a lot of the time. So, it's Graham, and that's really it. I mean, or Rozier just price enforcing it there for the random upside he offers.
0: Yeah, I don't mind Graham here. Um it's really like I played, I ended up playing Zeller. Like I said, I, I talked about him on the podcast yesterday and I didn't not, I did not change my lineup from when I built it. So like I had Zeller. Um, so I don't mind Zeller again. He played 31 minutes, but you know, Marvin Williams, it's the second end of the back to back PJ Washington. Like, I, I think that we see good minutes here again from Zeller and it's against Cleveland. So um, a lot of interest in Zeller again, we saw a monster game from Malik Monk off the bench. Um, he played 27 minutes off the bench um, and that's back-to-back games. So he's played 25 minutes. So if you want a tournament flyer, he might be popular here, but Malik Monk at 3,300, um, because if he's going to continue to play these minutes off the bench, see that price tag. Yeah. It's just, I talked about him yesterday too, like taking a flyer on him and um, put up 45 fantasy points. It was a, Really, really strong game for him. Uh, the minutes are up. We'll have to see if it continues with PJ Washington out. Um, and, and like, he's probably blowout proof too. If this game gets ugly, which who knows if it will or not. I'm just saying. Um, any interest here in Cleveland?
1: I think it was a good Kevin Love spot. I mean, I know that Love just recently. We don't know if he's going to play mid twenties minutes or mid thirties, but like at his price tag. Even high 20s minutes like against Charlotte doesn't really play a whole lot of defense. I think you can take some tournament flyers on him, and people are going to be scared just because of what he's done recently. But there's been a few blowouts, and I, I think that he stays in the I – I think he gets to the low 30s here. Um, Tristan Thompson, again, not a terrible matchup versus Zeller. I know that he's been doing absolutely nothing recently, but still a guy that shows a ton of upside. You can take a shot on Sexton, but I think there's just – better spots on the slate which is weird because no one's pressed up in this game i just don't really have a whole lot of interest
0: yeah i'm kind of in the same way i don't really i I do think tristan thompson's an interesting tournament play um just because if charlotte's terrible at rebounding the basketball in general and if he's going to continue to get 30 minutes I, i think he's definitely in play he's played really good since he got benched that night so I don't mind Tristan Thompson here at 5,900 as a tournament flyer. Uh, We got Memphis at OKC. Grayson Allen's questionable, but outside of that, both these teams pretty healthy. Um, Is there anything here standing out to you for Memphis?
1: Not a great matchup for Morant. Um, Valanchunas, we don't know his minutes, as always, and it's not an easy matchup versus Steven Adams here. So probably not chasing that 40-point game he just had because – It'll just randomly happen, not going crowder. like, I don't know. I think that there's a potential good spot for triple J's price tag, considering his upside is pretty good. Dylan Brooks, it's not the worst spot in the world for him. Like those would be the two guys that would really look at here. Just triple J. I mean, if he stays out of foul trouble, got a good shot at playing mid thirties minutes or just letting him do that, do that. And I could see him easily uh, staying out of foul trouble here. So, Triple J would probably be the guy that I really want to go with. He's just been putting up a boatload of shots recently, and he's not priced given what his upside actually is. So he's the guy that I have a lot of interest in.
0: Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, maybe Valentin just plays a couple extra minutes here with Steven Adams on the floor, but it's tough to really trust him. It's really tough to trust any of these guys at these prices. Um, I don't really love anything here from Memphis – you know we know that there's a good chance that okc kind of tries to slow this game down a little bit and if that happens like you know it's a pace, it's a pace downgrade here for memphis so so i'm just i'm struggling with who i really like in this spot for memphis like you know okc just say play so slow um morant at 7200 maybe a little bit of upside there. But, again, I just – I don't really love a lot from Memphis in this game. But I think it's a really interesting spot for OKC.
1: Yeah. No, I really like Chris Paul here. I mean, a pace up matchup. I know they major to slow the pace down. But, still, he's been playing really well recently. He's been getting the minutes almost every single time. Um, you just look at the last, what, five games all over 30 minutes, most of the time in the mid-30s. He's put up an average of 45 points, 40 points in the last six – He's only priced at 7,500, which I know that we haven't seen him really priced at 7,500 for a large portion of the season here. But still, he's got 60-point upside, and this is a pace up matchup. He's a guy I really like. Adams let a lot of people down uh, last game, but it's still like he's a guy that's been putting up 40 points. If Cat is not playing, you're just going to need to spin for, or put in a center somewhere. So Adams is another guy that I like in tournaments.
0: Yeah, Adams burned me pretty hard the other night. Um, just did not get it going against Chicago the other night. I, I don't mind going back to the well on him in this spot just because price decrease and we know that, like, bad games happen. So um, definitely don't mind going back to the well on on Steven Adams. But I, I don't hate this spot for Dennis Schroeder off the bench, too. I think this is a game that, you know, he could really benefit from the pace of the game. So – I think Dennis Schroeder off the bench is really interesting, and, you know, I don't mind SGA as well. Um, Eventually he's going to have another good game, and Chris Paul is going to come back down to planet Earth. But, you know, Chris Paul is another guy that you kind of have to kind of consider here who's gone for at least 40 fantasy points now in four of the last six games. So Uh, anything else you see from this one? No,
1: just play Chris Paul.
0: The holiday shopping season is here, and this year's gift your your gift can start next year's Good Habit with Quip. Quip is something that's sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth because it's dental care they'll actually want to use every day. That's why Quip is perfect, thoughtful, and a practical gift with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine and the Quip floss dispenser has pre-marked strings, so you always use the right amount. Plus, Quip delivers brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. Join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. Go, just go to getquip.com slash fantasy to save on gift sets and to get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy, getquip.com slash fantasy. New Orleans at Minnesota. It is a back-to-back for the Pelicans, so we don't really have any um, injury. After an overtime game, too. (laughs) After an overtime game, so – um, we don't really have any injury news on them. And then on the Minnesota side, Layman is still out, but Carl Anthony Towns is dealing with a sprained knee and he is questionable. Um, obviously it's probably the biggest question mark that we have on this slate. Let's start with the Pelicans. Um, I think that there's a good chance we see somebody sit here for the Pelicans.
1: Yeah. And I think that just gives a bump to some other guys here. Um, like yeah, I'm not gonna be surprised if fate like I'm not gonna be surprised if anyone ends up sitting here after that long game last night. But like we had, we're doing this the night before, so we have to make some assumptions here. If Ingram's playing, I really like him, especially if someone else is sitting. He had a horrible game for pretty much the entirety of the game. I mean, he still salvaged a bit over an OT, but watching the game here, no one shot well for the Pelicans. Like. Ingram, I'm checking it right now. Seven for 23. At one point, he was three for 18. Drew Holiday nine for 28. He gets another. They both get another pace matchup, a pace up matchup here. They're going to be shooting the ball a whole lot. I don't care if it's on a back to back, and if one of these guys sits, it just gives a massive upgrade to the other guys. Like it's not ideal that they just came off of overtime and now they're traveling over to Minnesota. But still, like, the prices on these guys, considering their upside, is too low here. Like both of them, don't mind Lonzo Ball here. Um, like, a sits. Hayes is not a bad play at 4K. Like, we have to wait on the news, but I have a ton of interest in all these guys, and people are going to look what they did last night. And they all managed to the salvage, but they all shot terribly. Another pace up matchup here, I think any one of these guys could crush, and, like, if I had to rank it, it would probably be Ingram, Drew, then Lonzo.
0: Yeah, I think if Reddick sits again, you can look at Hart. If we get news that Favors sits, I think you can look at Hayes. I think you can look at Kendrick Williams. So it'd be interesting to see. I don't know if they'll push Favors here uh, on a back-to-back, just in general. Um, I know they've been kind of limiting them around 20 minutes, but there's a good chance that we could see Favors sit here, which obviously would free up some minutes for some of these guys. So just going to have to pay attention to the news on this one. And then on the other side of this game – it all depends on Cat. Like, if Cat plays, he's a fantastic play. If Cat sits, we're loading up on Wiggins. We're loading up on Teague. We're probably loading up on Covington. Gorgie Dang. Like, there's so many options if Cat sits here.
1: Yeah, this game just changes the entire slate. I mean, we're getting Minnesota going up against one of the fastest-paced teams. Fancy points, even with New Orleans being on a back back they should – Keep this moderately close here. Like, if Cat plays, he absolutely smashes. If Cat doesn't play, then fast-paced up matchup with Wiggins, Teague, Covington, and Dang, playing a boatload of minutes and getting a boatload of usage. Like, if Cat's out, I'm pretty much locking in Teague here in all likelihood, and I'm probably playing a boatload of Wiggins. Like, with his usage going up, he's going to play high 30s minutes here because the fast-paced team, I mean – there's really not a whole lot of analysis to go on this in Covington. Like, running gun guy, you know, plays a lot of defense going up against an incredibly fast paced team is in a perfect spot, and the usage will just go up if Cat's not playing. Like, the analysis is super simple on this. You just wait for the town's news and then pounce on everything.
0: Yeah, I think Covington would probably be one of my favorite plays here um, at 5,300. He's averaging over a fantasy point per minute with Cat off the floor this season. Um, And he's going to get a real nice bump. You mentioned Teague. He's definitely in play as well. So if Cat sits here, we're loading up on Minnesota. It's as simple as that. Like this game probably stays closer if Cat doesn't play too with New Orleans on a back-to-back. So Absolutely loading up here. We'll probably end up playing, you know, two or three of these guys from in cash games. Um, so, love this spot. Orlando at Denver. It's a back-to-back for Orlando. Um, we'll have to wait and see what we're looking at here. For them, it's the, the toughest back-to-back um, – toughest back-to-back in the NBA going into Denver on the second night of a back-to-back. And then they played Utah on the first end. And then Millsap is questionable on Denver. Is there anything here for the Orlando Magic that you like?
1: I mean, if Vuce sits, like, he's still coming back from that injury. Played a decent amount of minutes tonight, if I remember correctly. It's not an easy matchup, but, like, if Vuce sits, I think you can take a shot on Fournier, Isaac Gordon. If Vuce plays, like, maybe you can take a shot on him. I know it's not an easy back-to-back, but he's 7K. Like, maybe he gets 30 minutes, but, like, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to like here. It's going to be a slow-paced game. An incredibly low-scoring game in all likelihood because these are two good defensive teams. It may end up being a blowout with Denver playing a team on a back-to-back. Like, this is just not a good game and a whole bunch of bad scenarios all around here. So Likely just a cross-off for me.
0: Yeah, this game, unless we get some injury news, is a cross-off for me. There's just nothing here the night before that I like. You know, I think Jokic would probably be my favorite play here. Um, it, But that's all depending on, like, if Cat sits. Like, I still like Cat more if he plays. But if Cat sits, I I think Jokic and Embiid are, are interesting pivots. Um, And we all know how much I love to play Jokic. So, I do think he's definitely a guy you could potentially look at here. So, um, outside of that, like, is there anything that we're missing here for Denver? Like, I just – I don't see much here. Yeah,
1: it's pretty much just Joker for me. Um, he looks like he's back to the old Joker recently. Put up 70 points and 50 points the last two games. Only got a moderate price increase up to 9.1K. Like, he's too cheap, consider- all things considered. And he tends to thrive a little bit more in low or slower pace games. So, like, Joker, especially if Cat's out, is the one guy I'm considering.
0: Boston at Dallas. Uh, Marcus Smart is out. Robert Williams is out, and Luca is out. Um, this is a solid game. Uh, what's standing out to you here for Boston?
1: Um, is Tatum questionable?
0: He's probable. He's probable. All right.
1: we had a sinus infection. Um, yeah. I, I, like, I think this will still be a fairly high-scoring game here. I don't know who to throw in from Boston. They all seem a little bit cheap considering their upside. I mean, Kemba's down at 7,400 Tatum's down at 7,100. Like all these guys seem a little bit too cheap. Um, so like I have a decent amount of interest in Kemba Tatum Brown Hayward. If cat actually ends up playing and if Drummond ends up playing just because a lot of the value in the mid tier is kind of gone. Um, they probably won't make my, like make my builds. If, Cat and Drummond are both out, but assuming, if we're going under the assumption that both of them are in, because it looks like both of them are going to play, but we just don't know. Like, Walker, Tatum, Brown, and Hayward are all fantastic plays here going up against Dallas.
0: Yeah, I don't mind, like, taking some tournament shots on, like, Cancer either. Um, 4,200, if he plays 25 minutes in this matchup. I don't hate that. Um, Yeah, like, Brown's interesting, too. Hayward... Hayward and Brown, like figuring out which of those two guys has the better game here um, could win you a slate because I think they're both in really strong spots. It's just kind of figuring out which one is going to go off. Um, On the Dallas side, we saw the other night Porzingis, 53 fantasy points. We see a huge increase in usage from him with Luka off the floor. I I think this is a spot that he's definitely one of the top plays on the slate.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree. Love Porzingis here. He got a bit of a price increase after Luca went down. Was not enough. He got a bit of a price increase after the Milwaukee game. Not enough here. I know it's not a great match when the world's going up against Boston, but like it's not a bad one with Cantor there. Porzingis can absolutely go for a 65-point game here. He's way too low priced at 6,300. Love him. Brunson's price is probably high enough where – I don't have a whole bunch of interest in him. Like, he's not a bad play. He just doesn't stand out as a great play. A lot of it will largely be determined by Drummond and Cat, like the rest of the guys here. But there are some decent pivots if we don't get the Cat news early enough. Um, I like Seth Curry here. I like what he's doing in this offense. Like, I think that his minutes are a little volatile, so I'd strictly do it in tournaments. But he has some upside here. Outside of them, I don't think I'm going with Hardaway. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. I don't think I'm going with DFS. Um, right. I think, could put up a decent game. I know that he only got 19 minutes last game. Still did very well, but he just shot really well. I could see a lot of different ways where he gets an uh, an increase in minutes here, and 4,400 is too cheap if he does get a decent uptick in minutes. But Porzingis is just by far and away my favorite play in this spot.
0: Yeah, I think that, like – I think the Tim Hardaway was just a really just bad game, bad matchup, Middleton defense, like just a bad, bad, just overall like not a not a better, not, not too much of a better matchup here going up against Boston. But I think you have to potentially look at Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5100, like his usage goes up as well. So love Porzingis, I, I like Hardaway. I think Brunson's price is where it should be across the industry. I'm not saying you have to fade him. Um, I think he's a guy that can get you five to seven X here. Um, And then like you mentioned, Seth Curry and Wright, both those guys pretty cheap. Um, Either of those guys are are very much in play here. So, Um, all right, we got golden state at Portland. We got Bowman and Bowman is out. He's with the G league team right now. And then Pascal is questionable. And then Portland Collins and hood are out. And Mario Zonia is questionable. Um, let's go with Golden State here. Is there anything standing out to you for the Warriors?
1: I mean, WCS isn't a terrible play at 4,600. Burks isn't a terrible play, but I'm probably just going with Green and Russell and hoping this game stays close. We, both, we know they upside in any given matchup here, and well, I don't think Russell gets much over 30 minutes. Like, the last game was a blowout, and that's why I didn't really play too much towards the end. He shot terrible, but he can go for 20-plus shot attempts in any given game and go for 50 real-life points. Russell at 7,800 is offering you some of the most upside on the slate for his price tag outside of, like, Porzingis. Draymond, if he's going to play the minutes, which he probably should, uh, if this game ends up staying close. Like, I don't have a ton of interest in these guys' one-offs, but I'll definitely have some Portland game stacks in, in this spot here.
0: Yeah, I think Russell, just a a product of a blowout. Alec Burks, a product of a blowout last time out. I think Alec Burks is a fantastic value play today. Um, His price went up to 6,100. They got blown out by Sacramento. He only played 22 minutes. He should be right back to playing 30 minutes in this game. Um, He's getting a lot of usage in that second unit with Bowman gone on on the G League team. So, I like Alec Burks a lot. I like Russell a lot. Um, I don't mind Draymond. I don't mind Willie Colley Stein. I think Willie Colley Stein's definitely in play. And then on the Portland side, you know, Golden State's just not a very good defensive team. So I think you can definitely look at, you know, Lillard, Whiteside, Carm- Carmelo, McCollum, you know, both had good games last time out. Carmelo's shooting a ton. So it just really depends on how you want to approach this.
1: Yeah, it was interesting the last game. Um, so you look at Whiteside's tear, and they only end up with 35 points last game. It was a weird spot where Lillard picked up, I think, three fouls in like the first five minutes. Whiteside picked up two fouls in the first three minutes, if I remember correctly. And they did end up playing the majority of the second half. But um, they probably would have both ended up with bigger games. They're going up against a terrible defensive team in Golden State. I have less interest in McCollum and less interest in uh, Mello because they both just crushed when Lillard was struggling at The middle of the game and when he was out of the game in the beginning um i'm fine with both of them i'm not in love with both of them and i think that mel was probably priced just a little bit too low but not a whole lot like you have to look at that game just as a whole and the fact of both those guys getting foul trouble at the beginning lillard and whiteside are my two favorite plays and guys that i will be running it back with if i play draymond and russell like that's just a perfect little four-man game stack
0: I think the other guy that you kind of have to look at it here a little bit is Bazemore. Yeah. Um, just because, like, if Mario sits, Bazemore is almost locked into 30 plus minutes. Um, Simmons might play, you know, 25 minutes too. But I think you have to kind of look at Bazemore a little bit here. Um, it's hard not to consider him, especially if you get Mario Hazonia ruled out too. So. Um, he's worth looking at, you know, Mario Zonia is not playing a ton of minutes, but it would definitely lock in Baysmore to, I think we would definitely see 30 minutes from him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that
0: call. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. And then we're going to get out of here. Uh, give me your favorite play under 5k to 7x. Uh,
1: um am just going to go with uh, Seth Curry.
0: All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Malik Monk.
1: I like it. Yeah, I wasn't fully prepared. Probably would have said Schofield.
0: Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your boss today?
1: Um, probably gonna go with. Uh, this one's tough here. Uh, I'm scrolling Simmons.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Um, Man, a lot of these guys should get there today. Yeah, I was going to say Simmons, too. Um, I think he has a really good chance to get 5X, but um, give me Siakam. Um, favorite 6X play, who do you got?
1: I'll let you have Porzingis. I'm going to take Teague.
0: Yeah, especially if Cat doesn't play. Yeah. Absolute lock and load. Um, I don't know if I want to take Porzingis. Give me, um, I'm gonna take the chalk. Give me Mahimi to get six X. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I don't know how weird it is, but Kevin Love. That's off the board. I get yeah. weird, I just we're looking for less than five percent owned guys, right? Like that. Yeah, and it's kinda right?
1: tough to figure out what the get weird spot is, considering we don't know massive injury news right now.
0: Yeah. Um Oh man, I don't know. I want to say Isaiah Thomas, but I don't think he'll be under five percent owned. You know what? Give me um Give me, give me Sandorinsky. Uh, game selection question, Grant, um, tournament or cash game? Is there anything that's standing out to you on this slate?
1: I mean, I know pretty much the same thing every single time, but 15K pick and roll on our sponsor. I mean, I'm just a big fan of smaller field tournaments and I'm a big fan of no rake.
0: Yeah, No rake is definitely nice um for anybody that is you know building a bankroll or any of those things. Um I'm going to kind of go mid 6 day. Um the $10,000 fast break single entry tournament over there on DraftKings, it's a $27 buy-in, 10% to first, four, 42% to the top 10. Now, I don't I typically like it lower than that. Um but I do like the fact that it's almost paying out 25% of the field, 24.8%. So, large payout here with, some, with, with a good payout up top if you have a good team. So, it's pretty spread out in the top five, too. So, if you do have a good team and you don't necessarily win, um, it's still really strong. So, I would definitely give that a look um, over there on DraftKings if you're playing over there. Um, we don't have any Vegas lines yet, I don't think. So, we'll kind of skip that question for today. Uh, we got football tomorrow. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Um, no, I guess play Chris Paul. We probably didn't talk about him enough.
0: All right, CP3. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Like I said, we'll be breaking down the Week 16 NFL slate on tomorrow's podcast. Um, make sure you're checking that out. He is Genie for 07. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.
1: Take it.